Hey, what's up, guys? It's Joe. I want to let you know I'm back on tour for my fall winter tour. I am going to be in Miami, Salt Lake City, Vegas, Boise, Rhode Island, Milwaukee, Chicago, Rochester, Atlanta, New Orleans, Portland, Boston. Might be filming a special somewhere in there. Charlotte, Appleton, Fort Wayne, Louisville, Kentucky. You can get your tickets now at MrDTimes3.com. Hey guys, it's Gasper here. I am also going to be on tour uh, August 17th at Caroline's in New York City, August 18th at Helium in Buffalo, and August 21st at Punchline in Philadelphia. You can get tickets on my Instagram through uh, my bio at Stand Up Randazzo. That's like Stand Up and then Randazzo. That's my name. <laughs> yeah, I think they got it. Oh, and you guys, Gasper's going to be on tour with me at the Rhode Island shows. And Jimmy Cash is actually going to be on those shows with us, too. So if you want to see three ass clowns fucking around on stage, come on down to Rhode Island. And you will enjoy it. Okay, let's get to the episode. First ever episode with Gasper and Dazzo. Hello, socialites, and welcome to the new and improved social studies podcast with me and Gasper Randazzo, permanent co-host forevermore. Okay, let me ask you, I was thinking about this. We got to come up with a new way to start it because usually I go, hello, socialites, and welcome to the social studies podcast, the podcast where we study being social by being social, which we still could do, but we got to Like, you got to be in the intro, too. Like a hype man. I'll be like Flavor Flav. Like you still say it, but I'm like, yeah. Well, let's try not to get canceled on our first podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking we just got to, we got to figure out something where I'm like, I'm Joe and I'm Gasper. And here we are to deliver the social studies podcast where we study being social and social stuff. I don't know if this is going to work We got to figure all that. <laughs> we, we do have to figure it out. I need out. more of a script in front of me instead of just... Well, um, we're here in Cleveland. We're hot in Cleveland, one might say. And you, you're looking at the camera too much. Do you think he's looking at the camera too? <laughs> you don't know what to do. I didn't know where to look. And I am. I didn't realize when we were setting all this up that I am in a very awkward position to look at you. You are in an awkward so position. So I will just... I will have neck problems for the next... You just got to do what you got to do. Two days. We're here in Cleveland. So we I'll, finished our first show. It was great. Great. Really great. Good crowds. Good Cleveland. Crowd. Drew Carey was right. Cleveland rocks. Drew Carey was there. He. Okay. <laughs> We're just going to let the people think it. Maybe he was. My favorite part of the show yesterday was when I was ragging out that Disney adult. And not only. So he was a proud. So Disney adults. I've, you've talked about Disney adults on this show. Right. So like my brother-in-law is a Disney adult. Like I know Disney adults, the ones who like get engaged at Disney World, the ones who tattoo Mickey Mouse on themselves, like Blake, the videographer. And there was a guy there who was a full on Disney adult. And I just let him have it. I made him tie my shoes. Not just once. Made him tie his shoes like three times. I did. Here's the thing, though. Disney adults, there's levels. There's I'm into it. Well, first of all, there's like I'll. As an adult, I'll consume Disney. There's as an adult, I'll go to Disney. And I'm not talking about with your kids. If you have kids, you have an out. Then there's, as an adult, I will get engaged, have a bachelor, bachelorette party, or do some sort of like adult outing at Disney World. I don't 
I don't know how bachelorette play. I don't want Buzz Lightyear dancing on me. I just, I, for my, like, when I see fo- group photos of adults with the ears on at Disney World, I'm like, listen, it is a small world after all. And you chose to go to Disney World. You could have used the same amount of money and went to Ibiza and been like an adult. But so here's the thing that I'm confused about with Disney adults is like when you see, okay, so me and you go to Disney World. We gotta World. call Mike. We gotta call Mike and get it. He'll hate us. <laughs> we so since right, me and you go to Disney as two adults, and we go and like Woody's coming down the row. Mm-hmm. Like, are we screaming? Like, Woody! They are. They are. Woody, look at me, Woody! I'm here. It's me, Gasper and Joe. Like, are we yelling that, or are we just like, yo, what's up, Woody? And we just head nod him because like he probably won't see the head nod, so you got to get his attention. I think that that one Disney adult that you and I both are familiar with from the internet, they would do that. They would be like, what? like that i don't know i just don't know how disney adulting works okay like, i'm not i'm not so i never even do you have Mike's numbers of course let's call him okay <laughs> let's put him on the podcast and call him we just legally i think we have to tell him like right away you're on the podcast okay i'm call gonna him, call put him, him on speaker and put it up to your so this is my brother-in-law he is a big disney adult but here's the thing when i met him he pretended like he wasn't he blamed it all on his husband put the put that the, is so weird i was just about to facetime you well mike listen you are on the podcast live right now so legally we had to tell you that you're on the podcast oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, hi mike hi joe how are you I'm just great. How are you? Great to see you again. So we're on the topic of Disney adults. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> we just wanted that or Gasper asking about financial advice. And I figured it wasn't going to be that boring about financial advice. You're asking Mike about financial Mike's advice? A financial advisor. No, I know he's a financial yeah, advisor. So he should probably be mine, honestly. I ask him questions about my, where I should put my money because I don't really do money. Mike, real talk. Will you be my financial advisor? Absolutely. Okay, we'll talk about this off that off right, air. We'll on the side. Okay, so there's levels of Disney adult, right? There's like I go to Disney. There's I go to Disney as an adult without kids, which we know that you probably do do. And then there's <laughs> I go to Disney to do adult things that shouldn't be done at Disney, but I do it anyway. And we want to know two things. One, where are you <laughs> on that spectrum? And two, what would you do like if you're like standing on the sidelines at the parade and like Woody walks down the street? Like, what's your reaction? He knows that these questions, he knows that these questions are coming directly from me. Two out of three on the spectrum because no. we did go to Disney without kids, but now I have a kid. So perfect excuse. They went nine times without kids for the record. True. <laughs> But I also told both of you that I, I fell into the Disney dad thing. Liar. You're trying to blame this on your husband and it's not I'm fact. not blaming it on him. I haven't gone to Disney World before I met him for maybe like 10 years. True story. So you were normal for I a little while. I could pick out Woody from Buzz. You were on your way. <laughs> you could pick out Woody you, from You were Buzz. living a healthy life and then you met your husband and you reverted back into Disney. That's it. Of course. God, he's going to hate us when he when he listens to the podcast. We're not going to be allowed to hang out with Mike anymore. <laughs> so, all right, Mike, when in all seriousness, when you and Alex would be alone in Disney without the baby, when you saw Woody, what did you do? Uh, obviously took a picture with him. I mean, when do you two get to see Woody? <laughs> you know he's not real. Buzz is hotter, for the record. No, actually, ironically, you're saying Woody because every time I saw Woody, I would FaceTime you so I could show your son. All right, well, that was very nice of you. And you can vouch for that. 
I, I agree. No, 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 don't give him a now. He's trying to act like that's why he did it. Like, you no, didn't you go to excited. Disney World for my three-year-old son. You popped son. a little chub. You were excited <laughs> when he was coming down the street and you thought you were going to play a little game of Smash or Pass. Right, so I, I blamed my nephew. All right, and, and now here's the other question. It's would you rather, Woody or Buzz? Woody, all the way. Really? Okay, let me ask you another one. Pooh or Tigger? <laughs> Who is which one? Is Pooh the blue one? No, Pooh is the bear. Oh, Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> I didn't watch Disney movies. Mike, you can vouch for this. Did I watch Disney movies as a kid? No, because you lie about what you watch and don't watch. Oh, uh, he got your ass. Because, he got right, your we ass. We got to go, Mike. <laughs> All right. So so there was a show. There's a show called Big Brother. You ever heard of it? Was Mike on it? No, 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 no. But what's his name was? Your neighbor. My na- yeah. So they, Big Brother... All right, Mike, we're going to let you go because this is just weird. Bye, Mike. We'll call you after. See you later, Mike. Bye. So the the show Big Brother, the show Big Brother, I don't watch it. My wife watched it every season for like 20 straight years. She still does. She still does. But I didn't watch it, but it would always be on in the background. So I would like walk by and like casually glance at it. And then like we're off over the summer. It's a summer show. So I was like, you know what? Let me give it a try. So I started like watching clips of it and it was okay. Then I started watching it, but I never wanted to admit that I watched it because I would always make fun of my wife and her brother for watching it. So I would always pretend I didn't watch it. I'd have to watch it by myself. But who is the who is the guy from Big Brother that lives down the street from you? Oh my God. The, he was on Broadway. He, is it? Mm, it's not Mike. Said, oh my God. I know his name. Not Vinny. He's like short. Yeah. yeah and like, uh, he's like a super he, New Yorker. He was from, oh my God, I know his name. Adam. We got to call Mike no. again. <laughs> We'll call my wife. Put her on the podcast. <laughs> okay. Hold on. I'm going to call her. All right. Will she answer? Or is she busy? She'll answer, but you'll hear kids crying. Hey, um, Siri, call Melissa Randazzo. So, so yeah. So he was on, he's she on knows. my block. He lives a few blocks away from me. Really nice guy. I can't think of his name. He was on Broadway. He was in the Newsies. And yeah, I can't remember his name Vinny. either. Vinny? No, it's not Vinny. The 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 fans right now are watching and they're screaming because they like know the answer. To he was on Broadway. <gasps> oh, Melissa, you're on the podcast right now. Oh Lord. What's the name of that? What's the name of that big brother guy who lives down the street from you guys? Oh, oh. Tommy Bracco. I have a quick question. Sure. Who's taller, Tommy or Gasper? <laughs> no, don't oh God. Are you kidding me? I'm way taller. I'm a little taller. A little taller. She threw you under the bus. Okay, that's all we needed. We're talking shit about Big Brother. And uh, welcome to the podcast. Do I watch Big Brother, babe? Gasper pretends he doesn't like it. And then when I get to it, then he, he gets into it and asks me questions. Although... I, it, the new season started last week and I haven't had time to watch it yet. That, that is funny. Well, you know who did watch it? The person who was just on the podcast before you. We just called Mike Sugarman. Oh my God. <laughs> well, we, we had a Disney adult segment for we're, him. We're up to no good here in Cleveland. All right, Melissa, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Tommy Bracco was on Broadway. He was in the Newsies. He's been on a few seasons of Big Brother. If you watch Big Brother, he is also, he lives a few blocks away from me. He's he, a super nice guy. He is. Super down to earth. Now, would you ever do Big Brother? It's so funny. All right, so I'm not going to lie. I did audition one year. Did you ever audition? Not Big Brother. I did audition for Survivor, though. Okay. I would like Survivor more because I like to eat weird things. But so, oh, wait, I'm thinking of Fear Factor. Which one's Survivor? Where they live on the hill? In the, the island, hill. they live on the hill. Yeah, they live on. A I hill don't watch in the middle of Ohio. That survived. <laughs> that would be a great episode or a depressing one. There's a reason they burnt this whole city. 
Survivor. So I auditioned for Big Brother, but then when it came down to it, I was like, would I even want to be on this? Because I, number one, the thought of being in a house all day, 24 seven freaks me out. Like, you know, like yeah. you can't leave, you can't go outside, can't look at your phone. Then like, also I have kids. Had I not had kids and I just got to get away from my wife for three months, I would have did it. If, but like with the kids, not this being, podcast and you being on it is going to like get us in trouble. No, I don't mean that in a bad way. It's, I think that our uh, time is good. What is that? Absence <laughs> makes the heart grow fonder. Oh, you um, have a little spin on it. Yeah. Right? So the thought of being like away from my kids and not knowing ever what's going on, that freaked me out. Like, cause like, what if my kids wake up and they're like, I want to see daddy. I miss him, you know? And then they can't, that makes they me can. sad. They can see daddy every Sunday on CBS. Yeah. <laughs> Good plug for CBS. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, CBS, call us. They, so that kind of makes me sad. Like, you know, I, I want to be able to talk to them and I would miss them. Like even being here this morning, my son wakes me up and he calls me at like six in the morning on FaceTime. And he's like, daddy, you're coming home today, right? You're done telling jokes with your friend on the plane. And I'm like, no, baby, I'll be home in two more days. He's like, two. So now imagine like being there for 90 days because I would win it if I was on Big Brother. So I'd have to be there the whole time. Yeah, I'm like, I'm a little bit nervous about when I become a papa because I'm going to have to leave them. Yeah, it's hard. How many months of paternity leave does a, do you get? Is it? Do you get it? When you say months, you mean days? Shut up. They don't give you paternity you get three days. leave? Three days. Paternity. Three days. How much would your, would a woman be able to My take? wife got eight weeks. Eight weeks. Eight weeks for a C-section, six weeks if you give natural birth. So, And a husband can't take any? Nope. In New York? In New York. I'm sure it's different in other states. Yeah. Now, obviously. what if they're both men? Like, we're both men. Yeah, but neither of you would be given birth. But who's going to take care of the baby? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I guess... So maternity leave is based on how much time it takes you to heal versus yes. how much time they the baby needs. They don't care about the it. baby being <gasps> taken care of. It's all about the healing process. I hate this. <laughs> Wait, so New York made a new rule though last year. So I am lying. I think they said you could have either paternity or maternity. Yeah. But because we were both in the same you can't school system, we both can't take it. So but I don't know. I don't know how it works. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to like take six months off. And only do, because like the cool thing about my career is I can still do the podcast, still make content, do ads and still stuff make like money. that. And still make money, but stay home for six months. So I'm like still mean, working, but six like Six months not. is a long time. Like six months is longer than you think. Six months is probably too long. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. The big, and listen, Gasper, this it, is, it's different. I'm not just going to work and coming back at night. Like I'd be no, leaving be gone, for a gone. full week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what's, this is the truth. You're better off waiting to take the time. Wait till they're a little older. Because like, and those of you listening, if you have kids, the beginning is boring. So like the first- Why is it boring? The first few months of a baby are boring. Well, they're scary as hell. Cause like, oh, you don't, you have no idea what to do. They cry. You're like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Why are they crying? And that's your whole life. And then you're just nervous. They cough, they get rashes. Kids just randomly sprout rashes, like little leeches. You know, I don't know if leeches get rashes, but they get rashes. And then like everything makes you nervous. You call the doctor all the time. So the beginning phases kind of suck. Then like when they get like six months, they start becoming more fun. They start crawling. That's when you're like really needed. The beginning, all you do is keep them alive and kids sleep most of the day. Everything that you're saying right now is true with our puppy. 
God. I swear to God, Gasper, covered in rashes. <laughs> okay. Constantly have to be with them. At first, it was actually, it wasn't a little bit boring at first. It was so hard up front. Like, have, have you ever had a puppy? Yeah. Well, I never told you the story. Oh, shit. Did you have like a, a litter of puppies? I will save that. Let's finish yours, then I'll tell you the puppy. Our dog, Gasper, is riddled with disease. It's because we've got a purebred dog. So, first of all, Fucking sue me, everybody. Yeah. You walk down the street with a purebred golden retriever in Seattle and the whole city wants to kill you. It's Why? Because they're all about adopting and all that? Adopt, don't shop. And I'm over here like, little does the general public know I was attacked by a dog that we adopted. So I'm not doing that again. Plus, we want Mac to be a a therapy dog for like kids who are testifying in court and stuff. Long story. He's going through the process. He's going through the process. Oh, that's really cool. So. And then are you giving him away? No, he's going to be, we're going to take him to like be with the kids. That's interesting. He just has to get the certifications. Right. So he's in the beginning steps. He has to take a test? He hasn't taken the test yet, but he has gone through the training. He's just, he's, he's not even nine months old. He's not even a year old. He's got to tighten it up. Baby. He's got the, he's got the meat. He just needs to get better at it. Okay. That's cool. So we had some issues with the dog in the beginning, right? Like. He was shitting his pants all the time. We're fig- He's got allergies like crazy to literally every food you can think of. He's covered in these fucking rashes that are still because of the allergies. So we're trying to figure that out still. This actually does sound like a baby so far. Listen to this. So there's this little like Facebook group with all the dogs from the litter, right? And one of the guys in the Facebook group was like, hey, our dog developed this limp. Our vet's very concerned that they have this like developmental disorder and does anyone else have it and a couple other people like we do we do our vet's concerned too we're like we don't have it right our vet lives around us and our dog walker is friends with our vet why because they're all comedians our vet oh the dog walker wait the vet's a comedian our our dog babysitter is one of my comedy friends our other dog babysitter and dog walker is another one of my comedy friends and my our vet is her boyfriend is another one of my comedy friends. So like everything around Mac, like they're all comedians. So if you hear jokes about dogs in Seattle, it's probably about my dog. That's good. So Mac's got another career. Right. Seriously. So anyway, our dog Walker is friends with our vet. So he went while he was walking past our vet and she, he was like, he didn't know anything about the limp. And he said, do you think he's got a little bit of a limp? And she's like, Hmm. Yep, I'm gonna have to talk about Joe about that. So like she noticed it too. Now I'm like, fuck. Now your dog has a limp? Well, we don't know. He's got this little kind of hobble a little bit. So we're going to the vet on Tuesday to figure out what the hell that's all about. It's a never ending. But, so these are all genetic things, obviously. We think they're all from the same litter. We so. don't know. Yeah. So I don't know. I think that's we got chipped a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. They So the difference is though, so like if you have a dog, so like this is an argument people always say to me. They always say like, oh, well, I have a puppy. So it's the same as kids. It's not the same as kids because if you want to go to the movies with Morgan tomorrow, you could be like, bye Mac, we're going to the movies. If I do that with my kids, I go to jail. You know, <laughs> if you want to go into the deli real quick or a bodega, whatever, you want to run in, you could tie Mac to a fire hydrant. I wouldn't. Well, all right, you wouldn't, but people do that. I well, tie people Lucy, do that with their babies too. You, yeah. They drop them off at fire stations. So just <laughs> well, so you know. That's the, yeah, but there's no return, you know? <laughs> and so, you know, it's very different. Like you can do things like, but I will say that when it's raining and stuff, I never have to take my kids outside. 
When it's raining, you have to take the dog outside. He doesn't like it. Mac hates rain. Oh, well, he's spoiled. That's what happens when you buy a purebred. <laughs> so, all right. So I had a dog growing up. I had a few dogs growing up. Oh, shit. So, but one of my dogs' name was Rocky, right? So we bought him from the pound, 65 bucks. He was a dachshound mutt mix, okay? Great dog, except he had epileptic seizures. <laughs> oh, shit. And he would get really excited when we would come home and his arms, he would have a seizure drop to the ground and piss himself <laughs> every time. So that was annoying. Oh, I'm laughing but, at him. No, no, it's okay. He's dead now. Thanks. So he, he would get really excited and piss himself. So his life sucked kind of, but we treated him really well. We loved him. This is a sad story though. My, my grandma's cooking pasta, right? And she's got the bowl, the, the pot of pasta and she was turning and he ran into her legs and she dropped the pot of boiling hot water on Rocky on Rocky and it burnt half his body. So he looked, so this is not funny. This, this part is, says, this is terrible. So where it gets worse. So then Why half his body's this? burnt, right? And then what happened was because he was like in the hospital and they had to wrap him up and everything, he didn't use his leg a lot where it was burnt. So his leg like retracted up. So he would walk like on three legs <sighs> and then he had the lampshade on his head so he wouldn't lick the wounds. So he kind of looked like, like, like two face, like from one side, you'd be like, what a cute dog. And then he'd turn and you're like, oh, oh and people no. would do that. So then we had, cause we were in Brooklyn. We had a lot of cats that lived in our yard that were strays. They fought Rocky and one of them scratched out his eye. So oh on the side God. that was all burnt, his eye got scratched out. So we had like a scar eye, a burned body and a hobble leg. He killed that cat, by the way. <laughs> he did, he did. It was, I mean, I'm not proud of that. They fought. That's the animal kingdom. I, I don't want this to get dark. I, mean, I think it's already there. Too but, late. But uh, yeah, and then Rocky, eventually he grew up and his scars never healed. So his body was just all Skin. scarred. Skin on one side. And then his other side was adorable. I love Rocky. He was a he was a really I'm ask cute. Ask your mom dog. to pull up pictures. Yeah, yeah, she has them. I go. told you about the snakes, right? When I learned about the circle of life. So we used to have. Oh, right, Jasper, you know we're, we're gonna, gonna get, get Peter. Peter I was gonna say they're gonna like come Never after mind. us. We I had a snake when I was growing up. It was a, cool. A couple things. Couple <laughs> things. I do have a teacher story that I want to share. You recently took your kids to the zoo. I did. And it reminded me of when I took my kids to the zoo. I did. Did I went to the Detroit Zoo. I actually two things. One, I used to be the supervisor of kindergarten summer camp at the Detroit Zoo. Very nice. And part of that is the kindergartners were studying reptiles the entire week. And then I planned for them to do a behind the scenes tour of the rep reptile house. And one of the reptile zookeepers who took them backstage or whatever, he went backstage and then like I was in front of the reptile exhibit and I'm standing there and all of a sudden there's this, as big as this room, okay, the Burmese python exhibit. And all of a sudden in the back of the Burmese python exhibit, I saw this little door open up and then I saw the kindergartners walking in one by one. And he like let them inside, and then the snake was getting curious. And like, and I it's like playing charades with the guy. I'm like, get them out of here! Literally, they were, that that he got them out in time. Thank Wait, God. Did he put them in there. Yes, yes. So they could like see him, see the python. I'm over here like that python almost looked like anal beats for an elephant. Like that's crazy. So so eventually they got him out, and I'm scarred for life because of that. But I also when I was a teacher, I took my kindergarten, not my kindergarten, my fourth graders. I took them to the zoo. We went to the Detroit Zoo and we went to 
the kangaroo exhibit, which the kangaroo exhibit at the Detroit Zoo, they just happen all over the place, right? And you're on a walking trail, so they can like come up to you. And they fight, right? They, they do fight. Yeah, they're boxers. This time they didn't choose to fight. We're walking on the trail. I'm there with my whole class. I'm there with like, it's actually two classes of fourth graders. So it's like 50 fourth graders, right? They just start fucking. <laughs> just like right <laughs> in the broad daylight. Just start fucking. And I was like, what do you even do? I, What'd you do? I just like. Did the kids notice? I just started singing. It's the circle of life. Did the kids notice? Yes. Were they like aware? Because I don't know. Because like Gasper. in fifth grade, I thought a blowjob was a bird. So like. Seriously? Yeah. Well, I, I don't swallow. <laughs> I don't know. Literally. I have no this idea. Kangaroo I, I just. Was just boom, 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 boom. They knew exactly. It was like laughter, screaming, pointing. All the boys are just like on the ground, couldn't control themselves. I'm just like, huh. Well, and like a week later, we had human growth and development. Did you, you could have, you know, really turned that into a teachable moment. Yeah. Like and, everybody watch. <laughs> everybody watch. We're going to talk about this when we get back home. We're going to talk about this later. Yeah. I did have to send a parent email home that was like, we did see kangaroo fuck. So <laughs> we saw be, a kangaroo orgy. You're going to get questions about that. All of a sudden, like a disco ball drops down. And all the kangaroos are doing drugs. They're just fucking. <laughs> <laughs> They're all dropping acid. No, I was they make th- noise when they fuck. Well, I would think most things do. It was not a pleasant sound. It was like. <laughs> on the giver or the taker's end. Honestly, I don't know. I guess you weren't as invested in watching. The boys are very. They get very. Whatever this is. Aggressive. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Have you ever seen chickens have sex? No. I didn't. Re- I guess I didn't really ever think Gasper. about all the animals that have sex. Please pause. I'm going to explain chicken sex to you. I used to volunteer at a farm to get NHS hours. I also lied to you. I wasn't smart enough. What's NHS? N- National Honor Society. <laughs> Clearly I'm not smart enough. <laughs> but you are a high school teacher. You think you would have known. We have that. We have that. Yeah, there's like one kid in it at your school. Go ahead. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm volunteering at this farm. When chickens have sex... The male, it's violent. The male chicken stands on top of the female's chicken's wings, spreads her wings out, bites her on the back of the neck, and then just drills dead ass. <laughs> Why is he bite her to hold? I think so. I guess it's hard because they don't have hands. There's no so guys, <laughs> there's wings and feet. <laughs> this is just me reenacting. I'm trying to think what it would look like. It's wild. Yeah. One, no, I'm not going to share that. What story. happened at the zoo? No, well, one time I saw, but this was when the internet was in its early eight years. Remember when people used to send you videos and they were just like links? Yes. And you'd click them and it would just lead to some dark web stuff? Yes. Okay. So back with like AOL Messenger, someone sent me this video and it was the process of how they artificially inseminate horses, right? And I clicked, I was watching it with my friends. We were just in a group and we were watching it. Is it, a, do they have to stick their arm up there? No, 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 no. So they had a tube, so they had a tube, so they had a, so they had a horse. Oh, this is, I'm digging deep into my memory bank here. They had a horse and the horse was against a fence. And then another horse was behind that horse. And they were doing their thing, horsey style. And while he was like getting ready to finish, the guy was waiting on the side. And then he grabbed the horse's penis and put it into a tube. There's a tube. I guess they were, you know, putting it into the tube. And when he went to put it into the tube, it missed the tube. And the horse's Shot penis was like, no, no, no. The horse's penis was like, I'm talking like my full arm length. It hit the guy in the face 
And the guy's face went into the fence and then the horse kept going because he was near the end and the horse's head was concussing the guy. And the guy was just banging. The horse's head or the horse's penis? I mean, the horse's penis was concussing the guy because it just kept hitting him in the head. And the guy was trying to move out of the way, but he couldn't get out of the way. I'm pretty sure the guy's face broke and then the horse was finished. But I didn't watch the whole, I don't remember the finish, but I remember watching. We were like, oh, like all around a computer as kids. They, someone definitely downloaded that off like LimeWire. Was they, it real? Yeah, it was, it was like Farmer Brown. He's in the middle of like wherever. And he's like, Farmer Brown can move, can you? Oh, and then he just kept getting railed by a horse penis into a fence. My God. It was God. real, but this was like, Remember like LimeWire? Do you remember Napster, LimeWire? Yeah, that. Like all that stuff. Remember you'd like go to download like Britney Spears, hit me baby one more time. And, it and then like, it was that. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Like it was one of those. Like someone sent me like, yo, look what I came across. And I opened it and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> like, so But I remember crazy. watching it with a group of my friends and we were like, we weren't turned on. I know you're going to say some <laughs> weird shit. <laughs> we just watched it and we were like, what the fuck? That's yeah. crazy. We'll hit another commercial break. We will be right back. Sorry for that. Hey, yo, we're not going to stop with the emails. We love hearing from you. Share your crazy stories. It can be about anything. It can be about teaching. It can be about not teaching. We don't really care. Just life, kids. Life, kids, the pursuit of happiness, whatever that looks like for you. Send your crazy ass stories to the social studies podcast at gmail.com. That's the social studies podcast at gmail.com for your crazy wild ass stories. We'll read them on the pod. Should I just go for it? Yeah, let's do something. This one sounds good. It says random drug test. You want me to read it? You want to read it? I mean, I can read. Okay, the only... I, can you? <laughs> Do you want me to try yeah, to read? You, you read this one and just leave out their name. Oh, it's very long. There. The last book I read was Holes. All right. You want it bigger? No, I can read it okay, small. Okay, let's see how he's doing. We're going to assess this. Dearest Joseph. Oh, God. That's not what they said. <laughs> hey, Joe. Absolutely love the podcast. I recommend... Okay, I recommend episodes. All right, here it is. I am a special education teacher. Wait, I like to hear that part. Oh, uh, they love the podcast. Absolutely love the podcast. Joe, you're amazing. You're the funniest person I've ever seen in my life. Oh my they didn't God. say that. I recommend episodes to almost every teacher in my building. My story is from the first day of school last year. I am a special education teacher at an elementary building. It was the first day of school. So you would think that it would be a honeymoon phase, but a third grader decided to hit the ground running. By 9.30, school starts at 8.00. He has run out of the classroom three times, taken a bike from the bike rack that wasn't his and rode it around the school, used extremely colorful language to describe his teacher and sprinted up and down the hallway screaming. By the, the time we finally... Day. For first hour and a half. Oh, God. By the time we finally caught up with him, he had shoved himself inside a locker. I was attempting to get him out. And he was using the same colorful language. I don't want to read. My you don't story. want to what? No, no. I don't want to read that next part because it kind of says something. As I was, <laughs> No, no. It says. I'll, I'll read it later. I'll read it later. Yeah. No, it just says something that could kind of give it away. I don't want to. I don't know if they want that. Good. As, a, as I was attempting to get the student out of the locker, the director of HR rounded the corner just as the student screamed, get away from me, crackhead. <laughs> <laughs> there was a random drug test performed the next week. On her or him? I'm assuming on her. On her. <laughs> because he called her a crackhead. She got randomly drug tested. Oh, God. That's, that's like amazing. In, in football, this is, we'll get to that email in one second, but in football, like this player posted like 
been hitting the gym lately, sh- looking shredded on Twitter. And the next day, and he posted a picture and the next day he was randomly drug tested. And he's like, wow, I work out hard for two weeks and I get randomly drug tested. Wow. Or whatever. That, who was it? I was a punter. I don't know. You know what that means? I do know what that means. Oh. It means you kick it. Yeah. <laughs> Give me credit for that. That was good. Thank you. And that, you're the punter. You don't kick, but it's different. Am I fitting in a straight culch with that? Yeah, you're doing it good. You're Thank not canceled you. on, on uh, Before art. we started recording today, Gasper didn't know who Annie Lennox was. So we're just kind of like trying to immerse him into gay culture. And he's trying to teach me about straight culture. Yeah. Annie, what's Annie Lennox? Lennox, sweet dreams. Yeah. Sweet dreams. All right, so let's talk about this email. This is... So I used to, my very first year teaching, I taught at a school that kind of, actually it had a very similar to yours. We're just a normal school, but we housed the like emotionally disturbed. I don't even know if that's the right thing to say. I'm trying. It's like the emotionally impaired. Well, emotionally disturbed is a classification. Okay. So that's okay. That for the entire county. So okay. not just the district. because, And this is one of the biggest counties in Michigan, right? So this program is in my school. Well, part of the thing in this program, and I'm talking, and I'm not trying, I'm not, I'm not going to try and sugarcoat this or whatever. We're talking Hannibal Lecter's like few, like there was, there was, no, like there was a room where they had to go if like shit got out of control. And there were kids one time who would like go in there, get fully naked and write, in their own shit on yeah. the walls, like wild. Yeah, it's sad. So part of the thing is they try to like mainstream these kids, which I'm all for, you know? And they, if a kid like starts going higher in the program, they'll spend some time in general education. So they'll be mainstreamed into my program. Well, I'm the only man teacher in this whole building. Mind you, I'm 22 fucking years old and I'm tall. I'm six foot three. So immediately they're like, we need You're to get perfect for this. Yeah. No, they're like, we need to get Joe the correct certifications so that if shit goes down, he can intervene. <laughs> so I had to go through like all the training to how to like properly restrain a kid if needed, like how to intervene if there's an actual crisis, like where to take everything. And I'm the one getting certified. And I'm like, okay, like literally, I just got this job and you're only paying me like $30,000 a year. But sure. I don't think they realized how often I was going to get called. Gasper, I would be like in the middle of teaching and it'd be like, Mr. Dombrowski, Santa Claus, Santa Claus, like the code, you (laughs) know? And I'd be like, okay, I got to go down there. I'm not shitting you. It was at least four times a week. Like, I'm just like in the middle of science and someone would show up and be like, hey, they need you downstairs at, I'm like, okay. One time I got called down there because a kid was, kid ran away, straight up ran away. And they're like, go get him. Gasper. Okay. He's running down the road, like not the parking lot, not, it's like a busy ass road. And I'm like chasing this guy. So you ran? Yes, sir. I didn't know what to fucking do. No, I'm yeah. 22. I was going to say 22. They tell you if it jump. was now, I would have been like, call the cops. Great. He's off property. Like, this is not yeah. for me. How I'm, old was he? He was probably 10. Oh, all right. So he's running. Young still. And I'm chasing him. While I'm chasing him, he is scooping up rocks, <laughs> golf balls, and just whipping them at me, whipping them at <laughs> And I'm like, and I'm literally running, and I'm like, are you fucking serious? And then- But doesn't it get your adrenaline going? Wasn't so it exciting? Listen, there was this, 
we had this program called Playworks. Have you ever heard of Playworks? It's like they send like a coach to your school who does like games with them at recess and stuff like that. I've heard of something similar, but not yeah, that yeah, game. yeah. This guy was getting. This guy was getting. He was like intervening, trying to work with the kids. And he was starting to have to deal with some of this shit too. So they sent him out to work with us as well. I'm chasing this kid and all of a sudden he fucking slide tackles him, takes the kid <laughs> out from his feet, by feet down. So I'm, I literally feet around the ground, up, hits the ground. And I'm like, dude, this kid's done. And then we like, he was like done. He was like out. And then like we had figure it out and like relocate him and stuff like that but i was like honestly if he didn't slide tackle him one i probably would have had a golf ball in the forehead and two what are you gonna fucking do but you know what's crazy is so then what then what was the end result he got like i don't know i went back to teaching science or whatever <laughs> isn't it crazy like you could be teaching you like go intervene you chase someone down the street and, and then you don't even just like, a, go back to you your don't normal even get day. a coverage it's like i didn't even have a glass of water i went back sweating and i was just it was summertime it was like june early june one time i broke up a fight i was covered in blood i got punched they tried to hit me with a computer printer in the middle. It was fine though. And when I got back, I thought like I would get like, cause it was my lunch period. And I jumped on the kid's back to restrain him and we fell into a closet. And then he tried to hit me with the printer. It's fine. Whatever. He, they filmed it. It was all over Snapchat. He narrated it. He was like, look at this little bitch. Randazzo trying Shut to stop up, me. Seriously. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, in that so, disturbed program too. Oh yeah. Go ahead. I also had a kid one time who was being inner. What is it called? in mainstreamed in oh, my yeah, classroom yeah, yeah. well he was doing great so we got to the point where he didn't need somebody from the program in my classroom while he was there and then one day randomly like all the kids are working quietly he comes up to me and he's like hey mr d i wrote a song i was like what in it what is it and he just looks at me he goes run from the zombies run 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 from the zombies run 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 i'm like i'm creeped out this is where i die <laughs> should have started running he was the I, zombie <laughs> But yeah, like you can like get involved in that. You ran down the block and then it's just like, all right, guys, like we're going to now look at rocks again because like you have to just go right back to teaching. That was the same thing. Like I had blood on my shirt and like I was like, all right, well, today we're going to look at the Spanish explorers who came to America. <laughs> and like the kids like, are you OK? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not like this was horrible. All right. So that lady was drug tested, which is. Uh, it's just funny that they took the kids. I've never been drug tested. I've been drug tested in an in education once. And ironically enough, it was to student teach. What a waste of money on the district's part. So I don't think we have, I've never been drug tested for that, but I got drug tested once. I used to, before, this is interesting. Before, to teach? No, no, never to teach. I don't think so. What did you get drug tested for? I got drug tested. So believe it or not, I used to work a really cool job at the airport. I was a de-icer. Do you know what that is? No. Oh, so for the planes. When the airplanes pull up in the winter, I would go out and they, I would get in a bucket. It looked like, a, you know, like when Con Ed comes. In college? They, this is in college? Uh, yeah, I was like 18, 19. Yeah, because I was working at Applebee's at the time. This is scary. An 18-year-old is the one who are de-icing the plane. We would pull up and I would be in the bucket. Like, you know, when they fix telephone and poles. And you have to shoot that shit all and over And I would plane. go up and we had two hoses. One was called type one. One was called type four. Type one shot burning hot water. And type two shot this goo. Like, uh, <laughs> It was like antifreeze almost, okay. but it was like gooey, gooey. And like, so I would shoot the hot water and it would melt all the snow off the plane. And then I would shoot the goo and that would keep the plane from freezing again before it took off. 
And I would do this all winter. It was like the best job. If they knew snow was coming, I would show up. I would go. I would, I would be in the bucket. I'd be waiting for the planes. And then I'd pull up with my team. Shoot up at a plane and go back. But it was so cold. Like, you know, you'd be working in the middle of the night. And a lot of times if it was windy and you open the hose with the hot water, it would just spray right back at you. So you just open it and be like, and I had my headset on. I'd be screaming to the guy like, back up, back up. It's too windy. Because the planes would be getting ready to take off. their right. jets. The thing would rock. It was fucking scary, actually. That's crazy. And I look back, like I was 18. And it so was, when did they drug test you? To get that job? To get or the like- job because it was in the airport for FedEx I worked for. So mm. it was the FedEx thing. So FedEx would drug test you. And, and I remember at the first day, I was 18 at the orientation. The guy's like, all right, listen, everybody, uh, before we start, we're going to drug test you guys. So, and he just looked at everybody and just three guys just got up and walked out of the room. No way. Seriously? And then I think about it, like, if you knew you were going to test positive, why would you sit and waste your time why? going through it? Like, I'm not going to sit through a training. And I was like, whew, thank God I don't do drugs. Like, you know, I was like, that would have sucked. Cause then I would have to go home and tell my parents like, yeah. oh, I decided I don't want the job anymore. Like, what? When I worked at the zoo, they had a thing about, I think, first of all, I think you had to get drug tested to start. I don't remember. But if you were a supervisor, which I was, that meant that you had the ability to drive golf carts around the zoo. But the catch was if any damage happened on a golf cart for any reason, you would, you had to go to an immediate drug test. It was like, so that's the same thing with the airport. If you hit a plane, with your bucket, you got drug tested immediately on the spot. Immediately. Yeah. So the one I like, I was always really paranoid about that. And we have like maybe a week of camp left. So I may have had a little fun and had to drive the golf cart like two or three days later. Like I'm not high. Right. But <laughs> just three days of it. Well, Gasper, I went to back the golf cart out of the parking zone and I forgot to unplug it. So I ripped the cord out of the, the cart. Yeah. Like the, the cords plugged in and just hang in there. Right. I'm like, Oh shit. So I like freaked out and I was like, they're going to, I have to be honest. Like they're going to find out. And I'm just like slamming water, slamming water, slamming water. And eventually I told them, they're like, okay, like we'll talk to you soon. Like an hour goes by and they're like, Joe, could you come over? And I was like, yeah. And I went into the office. They had their keys ready. They're like, we have to go take an immediate drug test. And I was like, oh my God. So I was like, oh God, oh God. And I, I mean, I was like, I can't. And they're like, why? And I go, I don't have time. I need to be back for a meeting. And they're like, we, you have to do this. And I was like, okay. And I went and I did it and I passed. Three days after and I passed. Three days after and I passed. Remember like when we were young, I remember like everyone with poppy seed bagels. Mm-hmm. Was that a thing? Do you know about that? Yeah. But, but they said you true? had to like consume like 400 poppy seed bagels. To opium in to your like system. pop a positive on it. And then I remember like all the kids in the neighborhood, like whenever kids would start getting caught, like doing drugs or whatever, and their parents wanted to drug test them, they'd start, they'd be like pounding back like gallons of cranberry juice. Yeah. I don't know if that was everywhere or that yeah. was just in Brooklyn. I don't know. Literally like, I probably drank maybe like a gallon's worth of water within an hour, maybe more. And it flushed it out. It flushed it out. But maybe you were smoking oregano. Here's the thing. Weed is also legal now. It wasn't at this point. And in my head, like I knew I wasn't being irresponsible. I would have never gone to work high, let alone drive something high. I'm always super cautious about that. Right. Like that's just how I am. But the thing is, too, is 
it's like I I knew I wasn't going to be high the next day, let alone three days later. So what's the thing? Like, so a friend of mine, he for something for work, they said they had to give him an alcohol test, like a blood test. that could tell if you have alcohol in your system. Oh, really? I didn't even know that was a thing. Well, and he said it would come up three. It could come up for three or four days after something to that effect. And my friend was like, why does it matter what I do on a Saturday? You're going to, you know, alcohol test me on a Tuesday. Yeah. Why does that matter? He's like, yeah. what, I'm not going to be drunk still. He's like, if I'm drunk at work, fine. But he's like, and it was a weird thing. I don't know why they, for like for a promotion, yeah. they had to give him like a blood alcohol test. Wild. I have heard of that. I have no idea. Yeah. We got time for one more. Hey, hey. So two years ago, pandemic, Zoom teaching, I taught middle school resource math. First problem, teaching middle school. Hello. And resource room. <laughs> During a check and connect time, I had one student come to the call. She had just gotten a hamster and was telling me all about it while sitting on her bed. Her cat entered the room and I asked how the cat liked the hamster. She said they were good friends. The cat jumped into the bed and was getting close to the hamster. Next thing I know, the girl says, oh no, there's blood everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) This is, we're for sure getting flagged by PETA. Jumps up and leaves crying and screaming. I end the call. Follow up, determined that the hamster had died on my Zoom call. Needless to say, that was the last time I ever saw that student. One of the very few times I was ever left completely speechless. That's horrifying. So what, so, (laughs) I mean, I'm just thinking because, so in middle school and elementary school, they turned the cameras on, right? Yeah. So you actually saw people. When I taught, because I teach high school, nobody, I still teach now, but I'm saying when I was teaching online, nobody turned their cameras on. So it would be 35 blank boxes. And then New York City made an announcement. That they didn't have to. That no student has to, because we don't know their situations and we don't know their living situations. We don't know this, that, and you don't want kids to feel bad about them, you know, and all that stuff. And I get it to a degree. Absolutely. Cause they were like, some kids are in homeless shelters. Some kids are, and, and I never looked at it at that point of view. So when I heard that, I was like, there is value to that because I was like, I wouldn't want to open it if my house was dilapidated, you know what I mean? And stuff like that. So I got it, except it was 35 boxes just turned on, but they never spoke, interacted or left every day. It would just be, they would go on and then I would take attendance. I'd be like, how was everybody's day? All right. Well, don't, that's fine. My day was good too. If yours was good, mine was good too. Thank you. And it would just be complete silence. So one day I was curious if anyone was actually there. So I said, I'm going to do an experiment. I was going to, I fake passed out. So I went in and I said to them, I go, Hey guys, you know, I know you're there, but you know, no one talks. It's fine. I'm used to it. Silence. Right. So I was like, I just don't feel too good today, but we're going to get through the lesson. Then I was like, oh, you know, I'm just, oh. And I just fell off the side of my chair and I just got off the screen. Complete silence, nothing. Now I'm peeking up over the table, just looking. I wanted to see if a girl wrote, you okay, in the chat. You okay. The letter U, okay. No question mark, no period. So I don't even know if she was asking me if I was okay or telling me I was okay, but I was dead on the floor and none of them cared. So I'm laying there. I waited about a minute. Kids dropped off the call. They probably thought they came back after like, getting their snacks and they were like, oh, he's gone. They just left. Boom. So kids dropped off. So I popped up like freaking Jaws and I was like, none of you care. Why don't you guys care about me? And like a few of them actually wrote like, LOL. And they're like, we knew you would be doing something stupid like this. And I'm like, 
you knew, but I told you I didn't feel good. I fake passed out and I almost died <laughs> and none of you cared. So I was like, guys, I do this every day, 180 straight days. I've been putting on a show to a blank audience. So then like they actually felt bad and like two of them turned the cameras on at 35 and they were like, no, nah, you're right. Like, we're sorry. And then they never turned it on again. But in that moment, I won their hearts. You're, you, you were, you were playing a little bit of the boy who cried wolf with that. Cause what if some shit, what if you had a cardio myocardial and that happened. You That happened to someone. Had a heart attack. A woman had a heart attack. I think in England, she had a heart attack and died on the zoom. She was a college professor and some one of the, but that's the kids were on and they called like nine. But now they're not going to do that for you. They weren't going to do it for me anyway. Because the boy would cry wolf. That's all right. Well, <laughs> whatever. And you know what the best part of online teaching was? My daughter was, my daughter was born the day COVID started. Whoa. So she was born and then it was like they shut down America. So like, I like to believe she shut a whole country down. Dun, 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 dun. Get out of so, here. Uh, so my students like watched her like from like a seed to a person, which is kind of cool. <laughs> Not really the seed part. But they like watched her grow, which was nice. And but what was funny is like when she started learning how to crawl, she would get on the Roomba. Yeah. You know what the Roomba is, yeah. right? And just and ride it. She would hit the button and it would just take off. So I'd be like in the middle of teaching. I'm like, all right, guys. So then, you know, get this college started. <laughs> and, then Lucy's and I was like, in the oh back. shit, I got to do this. And I would run over and I'd pull Lucy off and I'd hold her up like Simba. Well, which one goes up in the air? Simba? Simba. Tim. Simba. Simba. Yeah, I never saw Lion King. And I would I know the references. Liar. And I, I'm not lying. But I saw three Disney movies. Mulan. Now, three Disney movies prior to having kids. Now I've seen a lot of them. I saw Mulan. I saw Hercules. All the historical ones. Because I showed but not them. not Lion King? I showed them to my students. There was no historical value to it. I couldn't show it to my class. Oh. I only showed, because I show a lot of Disney movies to my classes, you know. June's a long month. <laughs> and if you know how to pause a movie right, you could show it for three straight weeks. That is great. An hour and a half movie. You just start, pause. You say, if you, <laughs> you pause. Oh, look, guys, it's a lion. How many of us have ever been to the zoo? And they're like, just play the fucking movie. Absolutely Then I hit true. play. A few seconds pass by. I'm like, oh, look, a stampede. Pause. I'm like, guys, did you know that one time I went and did a bull run? And then I tell them like stories. I did. <laughs> I did a bull run in West Virginia. Not was, even Spain? No, it was called the- This is too much. <laughs> this is too much. Well, you're going to say it. It was called, it's quick. It was called the Il Festival Pomodora. It was in Spain, in West Virginia, or Virginia, well, no, West Virginia. And it was a tomato festival, but they also so West had- West Virginia's trying to be Spain. Yeah, and and they also had bulls. So I ran with the bulls in a, on, around a horse race track. Where is this going? And then afterwards, we jumped over the fence because we couldn't keep up with the bull. You know, bulls are fast. And I knew that. And then afterwards, they put you in a pit, of, like a fenced-in pen. And there was just thousands of tomatoes. And we threw the tomatoes at each other. It was like a snowball fight with tomatoes. It was called the Festival Pomodoro or something like that. What a wonderful place to end. Hey, you guys, <laughs> thanks for listening to the Social Studies Podcast. Gaspar and I are going to be here every week. Make sure that you subscribe. Give us a five-star review. Leave a, leave a little nice, kind word on Apple Podcasts if you could. Tell us if you've ever been to Il Festival Pomodoro. That might not be the name. And we'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.